Disclaimer, this podcast was not made to slander or speak ill of any author we will soon talk about. We will try our best to disassociate the author from their books. This is a book discussion, and we are just speaking our opinions and not just speaking negatively about any book. And this is a spoiler warning. Welcome to part two of the John Green finale. In The Fault in Our Stars, the main character Hazel Grace Lancaster has cancer and she starts going to a support group because her mom thinks she's depressed. She meets a weird guy named Augustus, or Gus Waters, who won't take no for an answer and is basically bugging her because he thinks she's hot. They start bonding and, you know, all that sappy stuff, and then travel to Amsterdam to find this author that wrote their favorite book. Hazel starts thinking that there's something to live for in the world, then one of them tragically dies, and then we're back at square one. So, yeah. So, Isabel's personal favorite out of John Green John Green's books <laughs> is Looking for Alaska, and Doris's favorite is Turtles All the Way Down, but my personal favorite is The Fault on Our Stars. So, you know, that's lot very of fun. fun. Yeah. We already went through his writing style in all the earlier episodes, obviously, and so it's not much different in Looking for the Alaska, obviously, because he's an <laughs> author. Yeah. yeah. But unlike the other books where the plot was just kind of non-existent, this one kind of has more plot because they were kind of on a short time span with cancer and all that yeah like they were like fighting something but also they had like a journey to amsterdam kind of random but again like, but you know love that it for has them. more reasoning to it yeah it kind of makes more sense in this book to like be angry to travel to have a lot of angst you know because we love <laughs> angst in angst. my a angst angst and because you know they are on a shorter time span with their cancer and all that so compared to the other books, like, I don't know, sorry, no hate, Isabel, but we're for Alaska. Wow. <laughs> okay, no, we're gonna, because I don't want to say Paper Towns, because we, we haven't, like, we haven't talked about Paper Towns yet, but, like, in Looking for Alaska, the characters act like adults when they're not adults, so. They, like, curse you know? a lot, but that's, like, his style. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember in elementary school, my friend, she, like, read Fault in Our Stars. She's like, I loved it a lot. And I was like, okay, I'll read it. And then, like, the first chapter, it was just not it. Because I was, like, an elementary schooler. And when you're in elementary school, you think, like, the word stupid is, like, a bad word. So, like, reading John Green is just not it. Yeah. I remember I tried to read The Fault in Our Stars pretty young. And I got scared by it. And so I couldn't finish finish it and then like later I actually did finish it obviously because yeah. we're talking about it but I was just scared especially with the oblivion talk I'm like I can't handle this <laughs> I remember in like sixth grade I was like oh this seems like a deep book but like <laughs> apparently it's really sad maybe I don't want to read it and then I read it and I was like well I did sob but like I was like man you know this is I mean, sixth grade self didn't, like, didn't really know, but it wasn't, it was kind of sad. Wait, you read it in sixth grade? I thought you read it, like, this summer. No, 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 no. I read it this summer. Because I remember you were texting me, you're, like, really sad about it, and I'm like, oh, nice. But then, and then I told you to read Looking for Alaska, and you're like, eh, it was okay, and, you know, I was, like, a little hurt, but that's okay. (laughs) 
I'm sorry. It just <laughs> didn't didn't do it for me. Also, like reading John Green books back to back just was, yeah, it yeah, kind of just like I ruins read, it. Looking for Alaska and Paper Towns back to back, and I was kind of dying because oh, they were yeah. also like the it's same. It's literally plot. the same story. Yeah. But, yeah, let's talk about that in our Paper Towns episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyways, um, apparently, I mean, again, I clearly don't have cancer, so. Well, it's not clear, but I don't. (laughs) But people say that The Fault in Our Stars is a pretty good, like, emotional depiction of having cancer. But also, I mean, I'm sure, like, a lot of people with cancer, like, do think about, like, what their life is, like, what's going on, like, all that stuff. Like, I don't know, in the book, it was just like, oh, we're really deep and we're really mature because we have cancer and like i don't really think that's the case all the time you know i mean compared to all of john green's books it's really cool to see how he put his research into it and like because for turtles all the way down you can tell that he researched a lot for a and about mental health and paper towns he researched about paper towns so i guess it was cool i mean a lot of john green's books are like kind of surface level like at first they seem like wow so deep but then you finish reading and you're like well the end because you know at the end of the day it's still like ya and it's not even (laughs) um what's the word it's not even like a lot of action so you're not like super attached to the characters i guess i don't really know yeah, i mean also like problem. i don't know a down part for like john green's books since they're only like standalone since it's only one book you only get development in one book so then like it's hard to and since all his books are also super short so it's like hard to get attached to the characters but you know I mean, yeah, i can't tell you one he's thing still any of the he's, characters <laughs> he's still able to like get people attached to like you know, Gus, and I yeah. guess Hazel. Uh, I mean, on the author's <laughs> books, just have like that common theme where there's like a, some dark. There's like, you know, like a dark side. Something to, like, bad all the, happens. Yeah, I mean, except for Paper Towns, I don't really think they're. I mean, we'll talk about that later. Well, it's not but bad, like, but it's just like dramatic. Yeah, it's yeah, but I mean, like for these, like. Looking for Alaska, I guess, and then Turtles All the Way Down and Full Inner Stars. They're kind of like a bit dark, has like the depth ish, but like still lighthearted enough for it to not seem like a super depressed book the entire time. You know? For me, my relationship with this book is like love hate because I really, really, really like John Green's quotes. But like, if you actually think about the characters, think about the plot, it's kind of bad so i don't know i mean i remember like, it fluctuates <laughs> i remember uh we were texting about fault in our stars and anya kept saying but the quotes yeah literally doris and i were like it, it's okay but anya's like the quotes the entire the time quotes. <laughs> so as we've said about all of john green's novels there's that one really cliche girl and there's one that one really cliche guy <laughs> gus doesn't really fit into the cliche guy as much as i mean Pudge he kind of and... does yeah he kind of does but like he's got like eh. that angst sort of yeah it's not like the awkward guy he's like the 
What's the right word? The bad boy, but he's like actually he's really not nice. bad though. He's just yeah. There. He's just like he yeah. He, <laughs> he's like in between like bad boy and like awkward, but like at the same time not really awkward, but like not bad boy. You know what I'm saying? He's just yeah. an average dude. <laughs> just an average but then he's dude. Also, no, but then he's all. But wouldn't the average dude? Wouldn't the average dude technically be like the awkward or the bad boy type? Yeah. Kinda. Well, now we got focused on Hazel, who's the embodiment of depressed girl who's closed off and only opens up to one person, which, yeah. uh, mm. I don't know, it's kind of, it has that cliche factor, but then again, this book was written before all the other cliche books. Yeah, this written, is like so. the blueprint, like other yeah, books this is like the fault in our stars. Yeah, this is like the backbone, I guess. Yeah. Hazel I mean, just are... went through a lot, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Personally, I thought it was, like, kind of... Uh, it wasn't, like, annoying, but it was kind of frustrating to see how mean she was to her parents. Because, like, she was obviously struggling with, like, her own issues, but her parents literally thought she would, like, she was going to die, and she was still, like, kind of rude to them. And I was like, dang, like, you got to appreciate them. I always thought it was kind of just... Oh, I can't find the right word. It was just, it just rubbed me the wrong way, the way that she <laughs> treated them. <laughs> yeah, I had to use a met- not metaphor, like a uh, cliche sh- saying that he- she would be, she would like have snippy comebacks to her parents. And yeah, yeah, she's struggling, she's dealing with cancer, but her parents are also dealing with emotional trauma because she still is their child. Yeah. I don't know, her parents just, like, seem, like, so happy when Hazel joined that group, and then Hazel's all like, no, it sucked, or, you know, like, yeah, her parents are her really, really trying. Tried. I know, they're, like, really trying, and, you know, Hazel's just being really ungrateful, and it's so sad, because, you know, yeah. her parents deserve better. But I mean, I mean <laughs> it's just, like, I don't know, I feel like Hazel could have, like, been more appreciative of life instead of being so closed off to everybody i guess it just shows how other people handle emotion differently like some people like me i just talk to everybody i'm like i'm so sad all the time and then you also have the people that are just like like, stoic off yeah yeah and they just stop talking really like my May, my same thing. <laughs> From Avatar the Last Airbender. Yeah. I love May. She's my favorite girl in the Avatar franchise. <laughs> anyway, I mean, Hazel's like not like her though, because like Hazel's like cause like she's she closed off, belief. but like she's just like snappy and like stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like her whole like it wasn't like a life goal, but it was like this what's the word like a mantra mantra what's it called mantra? <laughs> i think it's mantra mantra i think it's mantra too but like um she was like oh you know i want to have the least amount of impact on the world as possible because like death is inevitable for me and i don't want to like hurt people <laughs> that's so just, deep like, for like a teenager <laughs> yeah it's like yeah is, it's, oh God, she's like the type of person to like write those really to- sad emo poems <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Death is inevitable. No, but, like, she didn't want to put that many people 
through like the pain of losing someone but at the same time since she already had those people in her life she can't just cut them off you know yeah that that's not how it works it kind of like makes it worse in a way yeah i feel like she hurt her parents more by being mean to them than if she were like the perfect child because like I feel, her parents obviously know that she's going to have a hard life regardless and she might die. But I don't feel like that doesn't get, really give her an excuse to be so like a brat. It's like I can I get how, what like what she's saying like and she doesn't want to hurt anyone but like she's kind of already doing it if she like treats everyone around her like I don't know. Yeah. Like like you know even yeah, even if she tries to make them not care for her as much, they still have the memories of her when she was younger, when she didn't have cancer. So they're going to be sad regardless. Yeah, like she was already in their lives. So it's like kind of making it worse that she's like being all closed off. But I do get yeah. what she's thinking. It's like... Yeah, oh, no. this is like a gray situation. So Yeah. Like, for once, we don't have a strong opinion. It's <laughs> true. No, but, like, for me, personally, if I were, like, going through something, or, like, basically, if anything, to, like, anyone close to me, like, if they were going through anything, like, I would rather, like, and I knew that their time was, like, running short or whatever, like, that's so sad to think about, but, like, I would rather, like, have the best time with them as possible, like, as much as possible, and, like, like you know, have great memories, then, like, close myself off, and, like, when they actually do... Like, if something bad happens, then I'll, like, I don't want to be uncaring. But, you know, she did base a lot of her personality on this one book written by this <laughs> author. And I mean, <laughs> uh. you know, I did, okay, like, I did read Looking for Alaska, and, like, I basically, like, you know, like, freaking out about it when I first read it, because, like, that was when I didn't, but then, like, I would base my life off of certain of his quotes, because I was, like, that type of person, (laughs) and then, you know, just, like, her also doing that, but with, like, another book, is kind of just makes me go, like, huh, that's, like, a little weird, you know? Yeah, and also, like, for her, I think she mostly liked it because it ended abruptly. Cause like that's how. Oh right, cause was, it like, didn't have. Oh, I it didn't have a proper ending. That. Yeah, and she's like obsessed with how it ended, and like obviously, yeah, you kind of want to like tie up those loose ends. But if she liked it for the reason that it ended in the middle, as life does, <laughs> then you wouldn't care about the ending. But she still did, and like that kind of. I don't know, it seems redundant if she was like, oh, it's so cool that it ends in the middle, but I want to know what happens. It's like, okay. (laughs) I don't know. It kind of annoyed me that she forced Gus to read it, but then Gus took them to Amsterdam just so they could ask the author that one thing. And then they also just got disappointed that the author was really mean and kind of a sociopath. Well, not such a <laughs> but, like, just hating life. So I feel like that was just... Mm. I mean, I wouldn't really say that, like, her obsession with the book is redundant. I'd say it's more, like, in a way, it's kind of ironic since she's thinking, yeah, wow, like, this, like, the ending's, like, oh, my gosh, it's so cool. But then, like, at the same time, she's, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> it's, like... And she's, like, like re- I need like, to reflecting. find out. Let's go to Amsterdam to find yeah. out. Like, that's just, like, a lot. It's like, like she's if he pushing the it, end, you know? 
if he ended the book where he ended it, he probably didn't think about the ending. Because, like, why would he have to? Like, the book already ended, you know? Yeah. Oh, wait, that book is, like, that one Charles Dickens book where it was, like, a mystery, but then, like, it never ended or something. Like, they never found the ending for, like, the novel. And then, like, there, mm. and then people were making different, like, theories on who, like, the murderer was or something. It was, like, interesting. So, like, yeah, it's a Charles Dickens book. I Where's I forget the name of it. <sighs> Let me search it. It's, like, the mystery. Let me search it up real quick. Well, it's not like a, it's not that. like a popular one. You know, that kind of reminds me of why. Oh, Isabella the mystery of Edwin that. Drood. The mystery of Edwin Drood. Mm. It doesn't have like a proper ending, so then like. It kind of reminds me of why Isabel loves looking for the Alaska so much because the <laughs> ending you never. Oh my god, you never. Yeah, found you don't out really like. How she, you don't really know that. Yeah, so I was like, wow, that's like so deep. But then now I'm just like, <laughs> that's like kind of it. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. We helped Isabel grow and expand her reading collection. (laughs) While Hazel's personality was, like, kind of bland and she was kind of pretentious, it is really cool that John Green based her off of a fan. Like, that's really sweet. Oh, I love that. I didn't know that. (laughs) Yeah, I think um, they met at, like, a fan convention or something. Wait. And he was like, wow. Really? That's kind of sweet. It's not kind of sweet. It is sweet. <laughs> Wait, did he write a book before? Oh, he wrote Looking for Alaska. Was it like I think so. And like before that, for that, I think before that he already started maybe Crash Course or like YouTube or something. Oh my gosh, love Crash Course. Crash Course is iconic. Crash course is iconic. Yes. Oh my gosh, she should like make a Crash Course about his own books. Actually, no, that's kind of weird. <laughs> I feel like he would also roast them. Yeah, I know. He seems like the guy to roast them. I mean, yeah. He he like does. No, because it's really funny seeing his twin Hank roast everything. So I feel like TikTok on TikTok. I love him on TikTok. The other day, I learned from Hank. Um, well, I didn't learn why we shouldn't eat grass, but I learned that we shouldn't eat grass. And I was like, that's really deep. <laughs> I learned All that right. juice is useless from Hank. <gasps> um, juice is useless? No, because if you think about it, if you're going to drink something unhealthy, you might as well drink soda because juice has basically the same amount of sugar. And I mean, that's a given. That we, yeah, but it's pointless like, because soda? people say that juice is healthier. Okay, first of all, soda is not but as good soda as has juice. Like, soda makes soda me has like carbon because it's like fizzy and like it makes me feel kind of terrible. I don't know. Soda just has drink like sparkling water. carbonation. Well, carbon sparkling like carbonated. <laughs> carbonated drinks aren't good. Like sparkling water, all the soda y type things are like not healthy. Anyways. <laughs> but sparkling water doesn't have like sugar. I'm sorry. I like sparkling water. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. My dad has like one of those soda streams where you can like enjoy Oh stuff. he has one of those oh my god one time like, randomly in um, science my teacher was like do you guys have soda streams? <laughs> my dad's only used it like twice though <laughs> Yeah, you didn't know Anya's dad <laughs> just buys things randomly and just never uses them. Yeah, we have an air fryer that we don't use. Sorry, I'll stop. <laughs> what are we talking about? We're talking oh, about Gus. Gus is a clingy guy. He was so clingy. 
<laughs> like when he first met Hazel, he was kind of just like, "Oh, hey, man!" Like he thought she was hot, and I'm like, "Uh, that's like no." Oh, he was kind sus. of. He was just like, "Wow, your ha- your name is Hazel Grace. That's so basic." And he was like, "What's like, your yeah. full name?" And then she's like, "Hazel Grace Lancaster." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> that's like he's really like, you know, Hazel too. Grace, you're a pretty cool, cool, pretty cool girl. And she's like, thanks. <laughs> you know what's really weird? If you look closely at the movie, like, like you know, like the movie cover kind of for the Fulner stars, yeah. you can mm-hmm. see that Hazel has her eyes closed, but Gus is actually looking at her. His mm. eyes are closed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that. I mean, I guess it could be cute, but like for no, his context, not, it's not like really. kind of weird. <laughs> But then it was also cute to see how he got obsessed with the book that Hazel introduced to him. Like, he kind of made it, like, his entire personality, too, along with Hazel. And then literally, he's just, like, he used his dream thing to go to Amsterdam. Yeah, his Make-A-Wish Foundation, they, like... I mean, go off, I guess. (laughs) No, but then he made fun of Hazel for going to Disney. He's like, that's so basic. Disney's, and it, okay, going to Disney's fun. Like, freaking Disney's Mickey great. Mouse. Like, Helia. To me, um, even though Gus was, like, boring and kind of clingy, he was, like, his his proclamations of love when he was like, oh my god, Hazel, I love you. They, <laughs> even they were, though they were cringy, love is but shout they were really into the void sweet. of oblivion or whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. the cool oh god, That's my favorite quote. It's like, um... I know that love is just a shout into the void and that, like... Oblivion's inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have the quote somewhere, but I forget oh, gosh. I wrote it down in, like, a journal entry or something. I love that. Yeah, I made it my personality for a little bit while. For, for a little <laughs> bit. For a little while. Same but way. it's, like, a paragraph. So, like... Yeah, I'm in love with like you, and I know paragraph. that love is just oh a gosh. shout into There's the void. There's a song. And- <laughs> There's a song. I'm pretty sure, um... The audio is literally taken from the movie, but it's called I'm in love with you, sorry. And it's like it takes the the audio. It's like I'm in love with you and I know that love is just a shell and the void of love and this bezel all that. And it like has like a lo fi beat behind it and it's like it's pretty good. I really jammed out to it for, for a while. The audio <laughs> sent it to me and I was like, What? <laughs> no, I was like, listen to the lyrics. I <laughs> It I wasn't was really that good. That. The lyrics were cringy. <laughs> That's my favorite quote. How are you insulting oh my, my favorite quote? Out of because context, it's cringy. Really <laughs> oh my god, they just it's turned so the hard. entire quote into a song. That's like... <laughs> yeah, I know. And then the audience is like, I love it. I'm like crying. So and I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, haters. We're not <laughs> hating on it. We just think it's cringy. Well, that's not hate. it sound it's a good song the beat was very good it was a very nice lo-fi mm. song lo-fi nice yeah Anya is just into that indie pop music and lo-fi okay don't attack me like that it's good music <laughs> wow <laughs> doris went it from attacking is. the quote to attacking you Anya's like music. Montgomery. you can't even deny that no i like the one song that's like the most upbeat of all his songs no, line without a hook is not upbeat. Like no, he's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like upbeat. this December is like so much more upbeat. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I'll stop. 
It's okay. Me and Isabel have the most basic music taste yeah. ever. Taylor so. Swift. Okay, I'm direction. Like music too, but like the majority of my music is is not. Com- it's it very is lo-fi. It's not, I'm not like I'm not like I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not into those. It's just I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Oh, the ooh-woo Moving on. <laughs> Gus. <laughs> It's like he acts really deep with the smoking thing, like that, all of that. It's that like it's a metaphor. But like he weird. knows that's like killing him, so he's like Well he's not actually you know? smoking. He's just like I could smoke this and I could die, <laughs> but I won't. Oh yeah, doesn't yeah, he just, just like, like put I'm it in his just mouth? Wasting and, like, that's it. Yeah, he just puts it in his mouth and, and contributing just, like, to the sales of cigarettes that kill other people and give them cancer. So you know, I'm actually a good guy. I don't smoke, <laughs> but you know, I I still buy cigarettes and essentially kill other people but it's okay he bought like one pack because he doesn't actually use his cigarettes and i remember hazel seeing him pull out a cigarette and be like what the heck i literally have no, lung no, cancer no, it's the tiktok sound it's like it's like um uh it's like seriously you just ruined this whole thing this whole thing yes this whole thing i never lit one. <gasps> you know have you heard that sound yeah no no but then it was also <laughs> kind of annoying because when he like when it was confirmed that he had cancer, and he he literally went out to go buy cigarettes. And Did then he like he, smoke one of them at some point? And that's how he no, died. No, he never. Uh, no, no, he no. never smoked. I them. forget. But he wanted it's to a buy a pack of cigarettes, but then he ended up like dying in a gas station. Like not dying, but like close to dying in a gas station. Yeah. And so, that was a lot. I mean, he's kind of boring, but. You know, it it all ties together because he's still pretentious. So like, well, bonus <laughs> points for John Green. I mean, you know what kind of annoys me though? He didn't tell Hazel that he had like his cancer came back. Well, he didn't want to make her sad because they went to yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah, but then they had that. He had like the whole like fake funeral thing. Oh yeah, he had the fake yeah, funeral. And then, and then he's like, oh, I don't want to hurt her. Well, he already did like doing that yeah. thing. So I don't know. Mm. you know what the relationships like again like all of the other john green books they're just hazel and gus are just really insta love and they were just the opposite gender of equivalent of each other yeah i mean Literally. it's kind of like that cliche thing but then again this did come out like before the other romance novels so i get I mean, it didn't come out, like, before, like, every single one. There were probably, like, novels out there like this one, but this one's, like, the most prominent one (laughs) for romance. So I guess it's, like, okay, since it's, like, you know... Because this is, like, the one book that you always hear about for if you, like, say romance novels, you know? Yeah. But then, like... It just kind of... Yeah, it's, like, the whole insta-love, but I think that's kind of just, like the whole point you know but like the thing about insta love that it's just not realistic that's why i, I mean in a it. way it it's could be since they're cliche. like they're both like bonding over the you know dying yeah i know but like the second because literally in the book they the uh, john green i forgot his name for a second <laughs> i was about to say the author dude <laughs> but he literally said um that Gus wouldn't stop looking at Hazel when they were in the meeting. I mean, like, so. that would make sense, because, like, maybe he thought she was hot. You know what I'm saying? Well, he did. Well, yeah. yeah. So, like, I guess that's I just, why like, he gets I kind so, of like, get it, 
that's why he gets so attached oh. and then you know since he thinks she's hot and then he like you know harasses her until she like, like answers yeah that's my problem with standalones because most of the time i don't like the romance like i need a series where yeah where it's, it's like a slow burn developed. and then yeah, well, like that's the thing. Bad. It has to be insta love because the main idea of the relationship is that like they only have limited time together, yeah. and so you can't take all the time to like develop their relationship. He just has to be like, yes, there is. Yeah, thing they now. just have to fall in love because that's yeah. apparently the one thing people need in life is love. Yeah, I was obsessed <laughs> with um Persebeth and Percy Jackson Same. when I was younger. And that's the the reason why I was obsessed because it took them five books to get together. Yes. And so technically I'm in still a way, obsessed, it was honestly. Four. In a way it was four. Because they kissed yeah, and Alright, anyway. <laughs> but they but they didn't actually like get together after they yeah. kissed. They were still like, Yeah, but we're friends. <laughs> oh. oh my god, that just reminds me of that one Shamenda song. But- I just, the main thing that really bothered me was the fact that when they went to Amsterdam, they went to Anne Frank Museum. Oh my and god. And that they like, made out for the first time. And people were clapping. Literally <laughs> in the annex. Annex. Yeah, in the annex. They were like watching like a movie and they were like, there was lots of sexual tension and they were just angsty. Yeah, and sexual tension in just, an Anne Frank Museum. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, that totally makes sense. But, like, literally, this, like, even, like, the kissing itself, I was just like, terrible moment, terrible timing, but, like, whatever, I guess. But then people started clapping, and I was like, yeah, I know, they're literal strangers, and they don't know what they've been through. I'm like, oh, that's just like, oh, that was so weird. (laughs) Like, people literally lived in the annex to, like, escape death. Like, and they were literally killed afterwards. So, like, I don't know, it doesn't sit right with me. Just love making out in that. That's, like, that's, like, disrespectful in a way. It is. Yeah. And then when Gus would, like, help Hazel in some way, and he did a bare minimum, every, like, all the fans and Hazel were like, oh my god, he's so charming. And meanwhile, I'm just like... Like, him constantly calling Hazel, and, like... Talk, constantly calling her about the book they're like oh my gosh yeah, no he's I'm like sorry. basically harassing her a lot of the time yeah and he she like told him to go away and he st- kept on chasing after her and oh, what a simp i hate that about books though because like i mean yeah sometimes it works out and it's like really cute but also it's like when they don't want you to like talk to them like you shouldn't keep on trying that's kind of yeah. i don't know guys that's just do that <laughs> no but that's how re- restraining orders happen <laughs> oh well <laughs> like no legit because they won't leave the girl alone <laughs> yeah it's just like a lot of books romanticize it like it's like oh well she rejected me the first time but i'm gonna win her over and then the relationship is gonna be perfect and you're oh or if the guy's like oh you're just playing hard to get no yeah it's I not know how that, that like, works makes me so angry like even though gus was mm, but hazel did go to his house every day to make sure when he was sick with cancer and i just feel like it was not because he didn't do really do that for hazel 
even though he did like have a whole worry session when Hazel went to the hospital for her lung thing. So yeah, it's just like Hazel like actually like he went to the hospital, but she like constantly went to his house and not in like an annoying way. It's just like because he couldn't go out of the house. Yeah. And he when he did go to out of the house to get to the gas station, he was. Yeah, that didn't really work out well. Yeah. And then he made Hazel go to his pre-funeral and write a eulogy. Like, come on. Like like we said before, like, that is a different level of cruel. Yeah, I know. And and they try to make it all funny and stuff, but I just feel like Hazel probably was just like, because if someone I love died... I wouldn't want to. Yeah, go it's like kind of dark. Funeral. You're you're literally talking as if they passed away, even though they're standing in front of you. Like that's that is up. one of my worst <laughs> nightmares. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was sweet that Gus used his make a wish thing for Hazel. Mm, simp move. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was cool to see when they went to the restaurant. And they drank champagne, even though we don't condone underage drinking. I don't know. (laughs) No, but, like, in Europe, it's, like, legal. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure they didn't tell the waitress that they weren't 18 yet. I'm pretty sure in Europe it's 18. Well, maybe their pretentiousness makes them seem so mature. (laughs) I mean, either way, like, champagne doesn't really have that much alcohol, so. Anya, don't be supporting this. No, I'm just saying, like, it's not like they got drunk or anything. They were just, like, yeah, drinking it because it was, like, fancy. But going back to the quotes, because <laughs> I love the quotes. All the best quotes were kind of rooted from the relationship. So I can't say that their relationship was, like, stupid because, you know, I love the quotes. But the context is so stupid. Like, they were teens. They were making full-on monologues <laughs> and speeches, and they're like, oh, my God, you know. Like, love is, love is inevitable, oblivion, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, like, yeah, it's really cute, but, like, seriously, he came up with that supposedly off the top of his head? I don't think so. No way. Oh I, I feel like he would just be the, the type of person. Is- you know, like, that one vine where he's like, I love you, B, <laughs> like, playing the guitar? Yeah, he kind of, like, I yeah. feel like it would be more like that than, like, a whole freaking paragraph. You know, I it's like the whole he, thing it's like is... <laughs> it's like his entire speech. He just like memorized it. He probably has like some. He probably has that paragraph like photograph. Like he like, probably like, has mm-hmm. a. Fra- he probably has it framed on his wall. He probably like a pledges to it like every morning. <laughs> yeah, just like I got practice it for the girls. He's like it's I'm it's gonna, gonna say it out. eventually, and then I'm gonna use it one day. I'm gonna use it <laughs> once yeah. the time comes. He's like, boom. I mean, it's I like, don't I'm think so it was cool. that out there because the main D part was love is just oblivion, all that. Because yeah, like it, he, that was universal. His worst error, but, he, but, but like the fact that he just has it roll off his tongue, like he's yeah, just I don't know. Yeah, like um, John Green, like in his writing, like the description and like you know, like thoughts, he has a lot of the metaphors. But like when characters say it, you're like, wow, that's so cool. But then you're also like. Did you really think of that? Because 
Yeah. You know, when I talk, I'm like, mm, well, uh, well. Yeah, I just stutter a lot. And then I ramble. And then I go off topic. I'm like, yeah, yeah I know this is crazy. I'm like, oh. And I just, like, started talking to myself. I'm just like, Dorian, <laughs> you're screwing this up. Stop it. <laughs> I just feel like it wouldn't work out that way. Yeah, I don't really think teenagers would even know what, like, love is anyway. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know. Like, to I oblivion. Like, you don't. That's. Extended metaphors, you know? <laughs> English teachers are quaking. They really are. Oh. Honestly, English teachers are probably, like, bowing down to this book because there's so much, many metaphors. Figurative language. <laughs> it's all a metaphor. Honestly, all Life John Green metaphor. books. All John Green books. Yeah. English teachers are like, oh my gosh. I mean, he he loves himself some metaphors. I mean, he so. is a crash course like teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The letter he left for Hazel to find was really sweet. He was just like, he's a, sh- he, <laughs> and he was just like, he's a bad guy, but I'm and I'm a bad writer, but I'm a good guy. I'd like to think, but I'm a bad writer and all that. So I mean. That was just sweet, and he I really, really tried. And I think, yeah, I don't know. I mean, if he's really all about the oblivion stuff, if he's I'm able sure to, he's a decent if he's writer. able to have that <laughs> giant paragraph like just roll off his tongue, I'm sure he could write a better letter. But like, um, he wrote about like how great Hazel was supposedly. Like, oh, like she makes like you know she's better than you, but like you're okay with it or blah blah blah. And, like, um, you choose, like, uh, you can't choose who you hurt or something. I forget. Oh, it's like you can't choose who you hurt, but you can choose who hurts you or something like that. What? <laughs> Wait, remember oh the God. exact we, quote? I forgot. Remember, the whole thing about the fault in our stars is okay? Okay. Right. It's like, and then, maybe okay will be our always. That's really cute. But I don't understand why okay is... So okay, such a boring no, word. Like in during no during their phone call. Yeah, they would say like, they were okay, like okay, bye, okay, 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 okay. But <laughs> that's just I remember, stupid though. I remember I did see like a photo on Pinterest where it was like a really aesthetic photo, and then they had like this rainbow thing, like, a, and then it's like be a rainbow like highlight, I guess, on like the words okay, and then okay, and I'm like, wow, that's so aesthetic. Mm. So yes. So honestly, like that just gave me like ten percent more respect for the book because you know I'm just that type of person. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of John Green's um, books are so quotable. It's just like it kind of redeems the book. So even though the characters and the plot wasn't like the best, obviously the quotes and just I don't know the way everything kind of ties together. Even though it's cliche, it's like The Fault in Our Stars is a good book. And for a lot of people, it's probably, or it probably was their introduction to like young adult or. Yeah, it was for me. Romance. Yeah, like romance, realistic fiction, but like for older. Not older, but like, you know, <laughs> YA. I remember in um, before I read Fault in Our Stars, I thought, I was like, wow, this book is probably just all that sappy romance stuff. And then, like, I didn't know they're going to have this whole adventure going to freaking ass. Amsterdam, I'm sorry. 
yeah yeah going to Amsterdam I was like wow that's like kind of cool I guess I don't know it's kind of like wasn't what I was expecting but you know and obviously love the metaphors love the quotes one of my favorite quotes that we haven't really even mentioned from the Fault in Our Stars is Hazel talking about infinities and it's just so sweet and even though it's sad during her funeral, it she was saying not how her she was funeral. so grateful. Not her funeral, of course. <laughs> Gus's funeral. He was, she was like, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for our little infinity. You gave me forever within the number of days and I'm forever grateful. Like, oh I'm pretty sure that's when I start crying when I read it. Um, I I don't mean to add this in the conclu- conclusion, but like I have to say it, like the letter that Gus wrote to Hazel was like because she wanted him to write her eulogy oh yeah it just kind of like kind of ironic but in like the worst way possible because instead of her dying it was him and that's really painful but sometimes you just want to read to cry yeah great (laughs) i do i I do like the title was after the shakespeare quote or something yeah that's cool yeah Thank you for listening to Book Expectations with Anya, Doris, and Isabel. Email us at bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com. That is bookexpectationspodcast at gmail.com for any recommendations on what books you'd like to hear next. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and friend us on Goodreads at bookexpectationspodcast, or click the link in our bio. Make sure you join us next week for the finale.